give it a go. Get you, get you, ya, ya, ya. God damn it, back again. Ah, it's, it is not easy being greasy. What's going on, everybody out there? TNSP is officially back on the scene with a pocket full of green. To everybody out there, I hope you had a great um, Merry Christmas. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. God damn it, last time I seen you guys, it was like last fucking Thanksgiving, wasn't it? Last Christmas or some shit like that, right? But, uh, Yes, yes, thank you, thank you to everybody out there. Come on into the chat. Bring your asses into the chat. Let's get going. I told you guys it's going to be a new TNSP episode, and as promised, we're shooting it. We're recording it live right now. Everybody that wants to call in has the call-in numbers. If you, if you don't know how to get here, then you're just lost. You know what I'm saying? You're like one of the motherfuckers. Where's the party at? Motherfucker, didn't nobody tell you the address? Then you wasn't supposed to come. God damn it, that's... It's one of the main signs you know you wasn't supposed to come. Uh, thank you guys for sitting down with Simba Ali. We are going to have a great podcast today. It's not Monday. Got a lot of explaining to do. A lot of things have happened. So much shit has happened. I don't think we're going to be able to cover it all in one episode, but we're going to fucking try. Uh, let me, um, and make sure you guys click the link up top and get that new Revelwear gear. I don't know if you guys have been seeing, but I've been coming out with all dope, different kinds of designs. The dopes, um, the nerdy lions or the foxy lions, um, the, oh, of course, the Savoir Fairs. And I'm, and I'm putting additions on them now, like Jordan did. Michael Jordan did his additions. Different numbers represent different, you know, um, designs. So um, I got like six right now. I got the, the dopes, D-O-P-E, difference of opinions. That push enlightenment. Let me actually look right now since I'm talking to you guys. I'm going to actually pull my Instagram up and look. Let me look. Yeah, we got the dopes. We got the, um, oh, the today's mathematics. Them are fucking dope. I'm a creative motherfucker, ain't I? I got a whole bunch of shit. But um, how's everybody out there doing? Hope you had a great Christmas. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Mine was not too great this year. Um, it kind of started with Thanksgiving. Um, didn't really want to be around the family. Um, you guys know I've been podcasting for like 10 years now and I just kind of had a little time to reflect. And when I look back, I, I realized that my family, nobody in my family came along on this podcasting journey with me for like 10 years, pretty much done it by myself. I built up a network of people who do not know me, um, just off sheer talent, sheer talent is how I've done it. But yeah, a lot of my cousins, um, they just haven't came along on the ride, pretty much on both sides of the family, mom's side and dad's side. So I just wasn't feeling too festive. I wasn't feeling too family orientated. You know, I didn't feel the, the feeling of familia. I didn't feel it. So I hosted Thanksgiving, <clears throat> hosted Thanksgiving at my house and the whole family was over and I just didn't want to be around people. You know, it just kind of it, it all kind of came to a precipice, all kind of came to a climax where had I known, had I, would I have known that I felt like that, I would have never hosted it, right? I would have not um, elected to host it. I didn't know. The feelings came, came about after I had declared that I'd be hosting Thanksgiving at my house. So anyway, I got the whole family over here and I just didn't want to be around them. I didn't want to do the fake, hey, hi, talk, blase, skippity. Um, I've come to the realization that I'm just going to separate from everybody, everybody that's um, kind of cool with not being around me. And that's fine. You know, if, if you're cool with missing 10 years, 10 years of my life, for podcasting for 10 years, if you're fine with not being engaged in um, a serious part of my life, and also because you're trying to ignore and stay away from the podcast, you miss other elements in my life. Some people miss uh, my wedding. Uh, some people just have missed out on my life in general. Like, you know, my son's basketball games. You would think with my large family and my large network of friends, the stands would be filled. It's not. It has a lot to do with me expressing myself. But anyway, stay on point. So what I'm realizing is if you're okay doing that, that's fine. I can't be mad at that. But in order for me to be at peace, with looking up and not seeing my cousins engaged and not seeing my aunts and uncles championing, you know, my um, views and opinions, then I have to take a step back. So I decided to 
um, not partaking Christmas when it came up, just sat out because it's tough for me to be around my family. I can do small talk with other people, but not my family. I can't be around my cousins, my aunts, my uncles, and my family and not have real conversations about what, what's going on. I can't do the surface. You know how many times people in my family still say, uh, hey, what's going on with music? You know what I'm saying? It's like, nigga, I haven't done music in 10 years. But uh, anyway, so I just decided to kind of take a step back, back, not out of anger. Of course, it was probably originated and born out of anger, but it's getting to the point now where it's just about protecting um, my emotions because I'm an emotional person. So if I can keep you far away from me, I don't have expectations of you. I don't expect anything from you if you're far. If you're close to me, then I expect, why aren't we engaging? Why aren't we talking? Why don't we have a close relationship? So that's what it is. In the process, though, I fuck around and hurt my mom. Yeah, I fuck around and hurt my mom, man. I, for, I forgot. See, sometimes when I go into these blind rages, I just score, I go scorched earth. I go scorched earth and I fuck around and forgot that my mom was going to be over there. She didn't get her present. She was hurt. So now I'm not feeling like Superman to the only lady who I really care about being Superman to, right? My fucking mom, like, come on now. You know, she's, she, she got me to this point and now it's the, it's my chance and my turn to show her all that she meant as a mother and I fucking dropped the ball, fucking fumbled it. Fumbled that goddamn ball, man. It's real shit. And her feelings got hurt. So I got to kind of sit with that's the ricochet. That's the ramifications. That's the collateral damage of my decision to sit out Christmas. But anyway, I know everybody has their own family issues, so we're not going to spend too much time talking about family shit. Let's get on par. Yes, I was in an accident. I was in a bus that flipped over 17 goddamn times. <laughs> You guys seen that shit? Uh, what was that, 48 hours? I was in a bus that flipped over 17 times. Yes, I got in a serious accident. Um, don't want to talk too much about it because things or wheels are still spinning. But what I will say is that I'm not beefing. I'm not competing with podcasters anymore. I'm not competing with the people out there that got big YouTube channels that are faking like YouTube is paying um, their bills. YouTube ain't paying your fucking bills. You can get a million fucking views. Doesn't matter, right? You got to monetize off ads. But anyways, I am now in competition with Tracy Morgan. You guys all know who Tracy Morgan is. Of course you do. Tracy Morgan is the guy that got hit by the fucking Walmart van or truck or whatever, right? That is my new area of competition. I'll just leave it there, right? I don't want to spend too much time on this matter, because I don't want to fuck up my case. I'm going to keep it a bean with you guys, okay? Got shit, like I said, wheels are still in motion. So let's, um, let's not jeopardize that. But anyway, that sums it up. Um, you know, I'm kind of in a little weird situation with my family. A transition, if you will. But in the, in the process, I hurt the sweetest and the strongest woman in my life and the woman who got me here, right? Like my mom, I, I get angry at a lot of people. But my mom should not feel any of that because what she did, like I always tell her, I'm like, mom, do you realize that if I could pick from all the warrior queens of history, I would pick you. Like my mom's a little fucking warrior queen. Sometimes she gets down and hard on herself and it's on us, the children, to reassure her and let her know, mom, stop thinking like that. Stop being fucking crazy. You're the greatest mom of all moms, world's number one mom. And I kind of fucked up. I really fucked up this year. Like I said, collateral damage, just the collateral damage of me being so angry. I was mad. I was very, very upset. I don't even think I'm expressing on this podcast how upset I really was at the disengagement. And even my mom spoke with me a while. and She was like, you, you got to realize that you were the golden child. And I'm like, yeah. So if I'm the family's golden child, and she said on both sides, on your dad's side, you were the golden child coming up. And on our side, you were the golden child. And I was like, I know. So how do I go from being a golden child to public enemy number one if I didn't do anything? You know, if I like pushed old ladies down the street or I was out here setting cats on fire or, you know what I'm saying, like doing foul shit, I could understand. But just speaking my mind on the Internet and you guys see that I got a podcast and this is all trying to drive traffic towards the platform. But anyway, I don't, like I said, I don't want to spend too much time there because we all have family issues. We all have problems. 
how was your Christmas? How was your guys' Christmas? Go ahead and put it in the chat. Let me know how your Christmas was. Thumbs up, thumbs down. But that's what it is, dealing with family. You can't pick your family. They say you better pick your friends good because you can't pick your family. That's what they say, right? Uh, what else is going on? Fucking, let's get on porn. Let's get, let's get on pace. You guys know what you came here for. Can't nobody do it like I do. Now, a lot of people say, oh, um, they like catch clips of my podcast. They might catch a clip I put on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or whatever, and they might catch a clip of me talking about celebrities. Don't think that's what my podcast is about. My podcast is not about celebrities. That's just uh, entree. That's just on the menu, right? Steak. If you go to a steakhouse, that's just what it specializes in. But that's you can get other things there. And just like this podcast, there's going to be a nice helping because that's a broad base right now. Hip-hop culture is basically the highest form of exporting Americana. So for me to not talk about it, especially when I know about it, like I come from that field, I come from making hip-hop. So for me to not give my opinion, it would be a waste of this podcast. But we're not just going to focus on that. Sometimes we, and maybe this episode, we might. A lot of shit is happening in hip-hop. So this episode might be an episode where I stay focused on hip-hop. But come on. I'm like 20 episodes in, season three, right? Go through the episodes. You'll see that that's not all we talk about. And once I do go on my tangents talking about history, I talk about space. We can talk about relationships. We can talk about family. We can talk about anything. I can pretty much talk about anything. Make sure that you guys click and subscribe to the channel too. That's another thing. Click and subscribe to the Patreon. That way you get my unseen shit, right? I'm thinking about starting a, I thought OnlyFans was for naked chicks. That's what I thought. I thought OnlyFans was for like the naked chicks. I didn't know OnlyFans is just like where I was thinking about doing OnlyFans. Where I would speak like super crazy. And that like I could charge people. Be like, look, this is this is a platform where I would never speak about Jewish people like this. This is a platform where I would never, you know, I would never speak about gay people like this or Christians or black people. I would never do that on any other platform. But in OnlyFans, I might just say, fuck it, fuck it, take it all off, balls to the wall. All right, what's going on? Ah, fuck, fuck, fuck. Megan Thee Stallion, yes, yes, Megan Thee Stallion is... Founder Tory Lanez is found guilty shooting Megan Thee Stallion. She personally sent me a direct message and said, nigga, where's my apology? So this is, <laughs> this is partly that, you know, so I'm sorry. I apologize, Megan. Now, of course, I know. I can see everybody in the chat room right now. Whoa, Tory Lanez, no DNA on the weapon. Look, do I believe that Tory Lanez is innocent? Yes. But this is the court of law, right? I can't take my little Negro hip-hop feelings and apply them to the court of law. The court of law said Tory Lanez is guilty. So I got to ride with that. Do I think that Tory Lanez is guilty? No, I don't. But he is in the eyes of the justice system. So, nigga, fuck it. Megan, I'm sorry. You know, I apologize. I thought the nigga didn't shoot you. I, I'm sorry, Megan. TNSP. Simba Ali on behalf of TNSP would like to say, Megan Thee Stallion, we are sorry. I'm so sorry. Ah, that shit was a while. You see his dad? That nigga's dad came out looking like Kurt Franklin. Who was that? Can I get a revolution? <laughs> that nigga's dad came out looking like, <laughs> sounded and looking like Kurt Franklin. Who, who nigga dad is this? Who's, who's nigga Reverend Preacher dad is this? Nigga, can I get a revolution? That nigga was mad as hell, huh? What's going to happen with Tory Lanez? Are they going to deport him? Does anybody know what's going to happen with Tory Lanez? Are they going to deport Tory Lanez? Get him out of the country? Is he going to have to do time in prison? Damn, that, that's a little bitty nigga. That's a, that's a little bitty micro, that's a little bitty nigga, man. Can you imagine him in the jungle, in the, in the fucking gladiator dome? Man, he better get a cell. I, I pray. Everybody in the chat room right now, can we say a small prayer for Tory Lanez? Dear Lord, I pray that Tory Lanez gets a cellmate that is in there for tax evasion, okay? <laughs> I, I pray that Tory Lanez gets a cellmate that's in there for uh credit card scamming or something. Please don't let that nigga Tory Lane sell me be a murdering big six foot four, 280 pound nigga that's looking for some little butt to take. That's what I don't want. Speaking of butt to take, Gunner is out. God damn, whole lot of things been happening, right? Whole lot of things been happening. I love it like this, actually. I love it when a lot of things compile and I can just ramble off shit. Yeah, Gunner's out of jail. This nigga is even doing, um, 
Instagram posts. Niggas doing Instagram posts now talking about fool, I didn't snitch. This game is so funny. Takashi 69 pretty much just pulled the mask off of what is or what was street culture. We see it. We see it now, you know. Gunna is out doing posts and half of the hip hop game is siding with him, giving him excuses. The other half is saying he's a snitch. It's just all fucked up right now. But one thing that I do know is that um, whether Gunner or not is a snitch is yet to be um, determined. And I think that's the line that people are kind of dancing when you're talking about the legal, the, the legal system. Whether or not Gunner is a snitch is to be determined. He hasn't been asked to get on the stand yet. He hasn't been asked to give a, a, a um, statement. So that's to be determined. He is cooperating. So that's where you have to make your own determination. Is he cooperating? Yes, he's cooperating with the prosecution. Is he a snitch? You ha what is a snitch? Is he giving statements that are going to lead to the incarceration, the prolonged incarceration of Jeffrey, of Young Thug? That I don't know. And I don't think a lot of people know that because we're not in the courtroom. What we do know is that a big part of this court case was proven that YSL was a gang and not a music label, right? It's not a music company. It's not a legally ran um, entity. So I think that fact that Gunner comes out and says what he says certifies that. And then not only Gunner, fucking Young Thug's brother. <laughs> God, I know Young Thug is just looking out in the hallway. You know when you be locked up and you can look out the hallway and you can see who comes in and who goes. I don't know how many of y'all has ever been locked up, but I have. And nigga, you can see who goes. I remember I was locked up one time and the nigga that I got locked up for, it was his, it was his shit. And he got to leave before I did. I was like, nigga, what the fuck? He's leaving before I did. So I know Young Thug's feeling right now when he's looking out and he sees Gunna leave. What the? Hold on. And then he sees, what's the other nigga that? There's a bunch of niggas. YSL this and YSL that. They all YSL walking out the motherfucking YSL door, nigga. And this nigga just like, damn. Damn, all them lyrics, all them, all them sayings that we said on Million Dollars Worth of Game and all the rap lyrics. Don't mount to shit now. Doesn't mount to a goddamn thing when the feds get you 98% conviction rate. So all that rap lyrics, you guys live 98% of the shit you talk about? That's the question, because the feds have a 98% conviction rate. Do you rappers live 98% of that loyalty, we gonna live and die by the gang gang shit you talk about? Because we're about to see. We gonna see. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, a lot of things going on in the world. You guys let me know what's going on. Uh, who? Let me know what's going on in the chat, whatever you guys want to talk about. Um, we can talk about it. Uh, Dion, what Dion's? Oh, Dion leaving Jackson State. Yeah, what do you guys feel about that? Dion leaving Jackson State. Can't do nothing with no niggas, man. Can't do too much with niggas. What did he? Why did he leave Jackson State? What college is he going to? Is he going to? What college is he going to? Oh, Colorado State. Colorado State. Oh, okay. I get. I get it now. He's leaving a predominantly black university for a predominantly white university. Oh, okay. That's why everybody's mad at Dion. Oh, I was wondering why people are mad. Motherfuckers get different jobs, every all the time. Why are people mad at Dion? Oh, he's leaving a HBCU for a HWCU. I don't know. <laughs> Historically white university. HWU. He's he's leaving a HBCU for HWU. Okay, I get it now. I get it now. Hey, man, listen. It's it's tough to running it's tough to run um in the chitlin circuit of any field but also dion i, I think that one thing that i wish dion would have done is um make more of a staple at jackson state before he left it seemed that he left kind of quick he didn't really get to have somebody that he put in there Right. He didn't really get to build a legacy and then pass it on. It's like he came and then he dipped. That's my only thing. I, I wish he would have just and not even a beef. It was just the only thing that I would pick at is I wish Dion would have stayed to make some kind of culture there that another head coach could follow. Right. And also, I wish he would have went to another um, historically black university and kind of made that his thing. Like that would have been his name. I go to these things and I revamp them. And I'm making it cool for young brothers to start going to HBCUs again. But we can't put our fucking black Negro ideologies on him. That might not be what Primetime wants to do. 
it might just be must be some money. You know what I'm saying? You sitting here trying to put Malcolm X philosophy on fucking Creflo Dollar. Nigga, let Creflo do his thing. So to Deion Sanders, I'm proud of you, man. Do what you do. You know, keep kicking ass. I think that he, more than anything, is Deion shows he's a great fucking coach. And that's all I would be worried about. Listen, as a man, I can't fucking save the whole nation. But I do want people to recognize me as one of the best coaches. And that's what he's doing. Must be the money driving me wild. Ah, what else is going on? Who else is getting? Oh, didn't somebody else have a RICO case? A few people else had a RICO case too, didn't they? I could have swore some. Who else was it? Um, my nigga Walker, Salsa Walker. Yeah, yes, TSF, the TSF crew members and Sauce. I don't think Sauce Walker's caught up in the RICO, but fourteen members of TSF are caught up in a RICO. Yeah. And it's funny because Sauce Walker came out and was making fun of Gunner for getting out. He said that nigga was pushing please. <laughs> he said that nigga was he's pushing please, nigga. Had a lot of jokes. And then the feds came for them. I wonder how many rappers, how many of these rappers, because listen, I'm going to keep it a beam. Let's, we're on the TNSP right now, North Star Podcast. Oh, by the way, last time you guys heard me, you heard the We Got content. I sold that. Sold the rights to We Got Content to a very famous West Coast blood who's in the podcasting. That's all I'm going to say. So we're back to TNSP. Um, yeah, sold the We Got Content. So if you're like, why aren't you doing We Got Content anymore? Sold it, can't do it anymore. You know, when you sell something, you got to get rid of the rights. And now if I say it, now I'm breaking the law. So anyway, but... um. Where, where was I at? Oh, yeah, back to TSF and Sauce Walker. They were, ha Sauce Walker had a lot of funny shit to say about Young Gunner. Then they come for him. Oh, yeah. How many rappers are being targeted by the FBI right now? Like, one or two things is happening. Either the FBI, local law enforcement is stupid as fuck, or the fucking rappers are lying about everything that they talk about in their records, okay? Because we used to have to hide it. We used to have to say, like, little code words in rap. These niggas are outwardly talking about people they've murdered, drugs they've sold, shit they've done, and it's like, I don't want to be a rat. I don't want to be Takashi 69 but sometimes you wonder, hey, police, are you guys listening? <laughs> Could you imagine if the mafia was saying, yeah, we bootlegging over here. <laughs> Can you imagine? That's, I'm just saying, you guys walk with me. Don't just walk with me. Imagine if the mafia back in the 20s and 30s was making records talking about, yeah, we bootleg this, and the, fr the French connection this, and the heroin comes in these boats over here in Canada. Man, J. Edgar Hoover would have had a field day. So I'm saying, why not now? What's, who's the FBI agent that's letting these rappers talk about all these murders and these drugs and all this shit, and no investigation? Turns out I'm wrong. And I'm happy. It's good to know that there's somebody up there in local law enforcement and federal law enforcement and international lawmaking that... It has the same worries and concerns I have as a citizen. Cam, I'm scared and I'm worried that these motherfuckers, I don't want to live next door to a rapper is what I'm saying. If I ever find out that I live next door to a rapper, nigga, we're going to put the police on your ass like Charleston White said. <laughs> What's going on with Charleston White these days, too? I ain't even been checking my nigga out. I've been doing so much running around, making these clothes, trying to get back on track. Um, anybody know what's going on with CW? I heard he was doing comedy shows and shit. I'm like, my nigga's doing comedy shows. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but uh, shout out to the people that are out there. I don't know, Boys in Blue. Boys in Blue. North. Oh, they're doing a Boys in Blue North High documentary. Shout out to the Boys in Blue. Do you guys know about that? The, um, the documentary that's um, chronicling the North High Polars. And it's, of course, it's going to link up the connection between all the murders and the beefs that have been going on with the inner city um, co members, communities of color, and local law enforcement. So it's a whole documentary. I'm not sure what it's on. Showtime? I think it might be on Showtime. But, um, yeah, shout out to the that. I'm going to have to check that out. That looks very interesting. Very, very interesting. Trey Songs. What did Trey Songs do? I don't know. What did Trey Songs do? Tell me. Trey Songs. You guys put the name up. You got to tell me what he did before I can react. I don't know. I don't keep up with these singing niggas. What did he do? Trey Songs. What happened? Knox. 
Trey Song knocked out two niggas? Trey Songs knocked the motherfuckers out? Man, let me find out Trey, Trey Songs is knocking people. Oh, he knocked two females. Oh, man, you, Trey Songs knocks out two girls at a bowling alley? <laughs> Trey Songs. Are we sure about this? Can I get some confirmation before I go on about this in the chat? Is this real news? Trey Songs knocked out two chicks in a bowling alley? God damn, Trey Songs. So, Trey Songs, you've been banned from the 50 Cent Party, right? You've been banned from the 50 Cent Party. You're getting banned from shit. Salt Bay, banned from the World Cup. Now you're knocking out two chicks. He turned himself in. Oh, and he turned himself in. So the nigga ain't on the run. All right, well, whatever. That, that shit usually unfolds in a quiet manner. You know what I mean? When you hear about a motherfucker knocking two people out of the bowling alley, that can be, that can be handled. You know, you can go to the bowling alley, you can go you can go to the girl, you can cut some checks in that shit. It's not like being involved in a RICO case, is what I'm saying. You can do hush money in state crimes. When you do state crimes, like you knock a motherfucker out in the bowling alley, you can do hush money. You can throw hush money around. Not when you're caught up in a RICO. When, you're, when, when you get caught up in a running, a continuing uh, criminal organization, no. There's no hush money. There's not, there's not, a, not enough hush money on the planet Earth, baby. Who else got in trouble for some crazy shit? Amari Stoudemire was out here, didn't he? Amari Stoudemire got out here for, what did he do? This nigga, Amari Stoudemire, <laughs> oh, this nigga whooped his kids, got in trouble, and then fucking tried to do the victim shit. Didn't he? I'm Jewish, and this is Hanukkah season, so you guys can't fuck with me right now. Man, get the fuck out of here. That ain't got nothing to do with you beating the kid, nigga. What the fuck you talking about? This should be crazy. Everybody, make sure you go victim. If you're ever in a situation and you fucked up and you slipped up and, oh, shit, I slipped up, I fucked up, go victim. Yeah, just go victim, man. Just say, hey, man, look, come up with something. Why, why whatever was in your way shouldn't have been there, right? You beat your kid. If you're Jewish, just say, hey, Hanukkah season is coming up. You don't want me in jail for Hanukkah season. That would be anti-Semitic, correct? Nigga, Amari Stoudemire. And how is Amari Stoudemire's black ass Jewish anyways? I, I need to figure this out. Are black people Jews? Can they be Jews? Amari Stoudemire, Whoopi Goldberg, I don't know. Sammy Davis Jr., are these niggas really Jews? We need to really get a handle on this Jew Jewish thing. I want to know who's the Jews, who's the Hebrews, who's faking, who's, you know, who's shaking. God damn. Ah, what else is going on in the world? Oh, you guys hear what fucking Akon said? Fucking Akon? Goddamn Akon, you black African motherfucker. This nigga Akon, I wish I could play it. I don't want to play it because it'll make me upset. But yeah, this nigga Akon had the nerve to say that Africans can dance better and they're better performers than their, the Negro Americans over here in, in America. That's what he said. He said, yeah, the niggas in America, they would have been high. Pants would have been falling off their ass. Check it out. It's an interview, Akon, and I think it was he was sitting with Van Lathan. Or maybe he wasn't talking to Van Lathan. That's just who reposted it. I seen Van Lathan repost it. But yeah, Akon, I used to like you too. You big black oily motherfucker. How dare you African niggas have hate and talk about us. This nigga's talking about Negroes and niggas like we sold him into slavery. Is that about a bitch? Yeah, Akon is talking about niggas like it was us who sold Africans into slavery. You niggas dropped the ball and lost your whole fucking country, nigga. So what that you can perform and dance better than us? So what? You can get on a stage and you can dance in front of white folks better than us. So what? You still lost your whole fucking country, you African booty scratching motherfucker. Fuck you talking about? And then how he said it, just with the disdain. How dare you, nigga? How dare you? That's why you niggas is over there dying at the rate you're dying at. Can't shit be made in Africa because you sold all your best creators over to America, you stupid African fucking spear-chucking Mongolian motherfucker, you fucking you bangy bitch. Yeah, man, I'm mad at, mad at the motherfucker at Africans, man. I try to, every time I try to take two steps towards my African brother, some shit like this happens and I just, how dare you African niggas feel like that towards us? It's y'all fault. The reason why the whole world is fucked up is because y'all fought. Because you niggas couldn't stand up and fight. While Europe was taking over you, your fucking country for all the natural resources, you niggas is banging on drums and fucking eating pig fat and shit like that. And fucking, you wasn't, you wasn't doing what's supposed to be done. Fuck it, you got a whole South African, but you can't have North Africa. 
How is South Africa running Africa? Don't you dare. How dare you try to talk about us like that? And where's the fucking loan money? Didn't you just take a loan out from China? Where's that at? China, get on that nigga. China, I'm, yeah, I'm mad in the motherfucker at fucking Akon. Nigga want to talk about us. China, get on that nigga about that loan for them light panels. Yeah, Akon took out a loan for light panels. He ain't paid it back yet. I want, I want people looked into that, nigga. I'm mad in a bitch at Akon. And was he right? Sure he was right. Yes, he was right. <laughs> Somebody in my chat room was like, is he lying? No, he was 100% right when he said that niggas nowadays can't perform everything we do. We're high than a motherfucker. We can't perform. We can't sing. Our talent level is mediocre at best. He was telling the truth. Akon was telling the motherfucking truth. But so what? That, you don't get to tell the truth sometimes. Sometimes, so what? Okay, Akon, you can dance better than us. So the fuck what? You know, that's like saying, like, I don't know, you can light cats on fire faster than I can. Like, ooh, like, what award do you get for that, nigga? Nigga, niggas still are better in America than you niggas off over there in Africa. How about that? Let's have that conversation. We got air conditioner over here. We got Walmart, McDonald's. We got all kind of shit. Niggas in America are still better than you in Africa. I don't know how many niggas is migrating to Africa. I don't know. So do you want to have this game? You want to, you want to, do you want to do the low fruit game? You want to sling mud? How many Africans died trying to get to America? How many African Americans died trying to get over to rusty, dusty, hot ass, boiling, took over by the Chinese? Africa, nigga. Don't fucking talk about my fucking ancestors, nigga. Fuck is wrong with you? Get mad at them? Yeah, I had to look. I said, hey, can I really say that? Because, you know, when you see the caption, you're like, hold on, fam. I can't judge from a caption. Let me click and hear it come out of his mouth. He sure enough did. Said niggas. And he said niggas, too. I hate when a black person says nigga in a conversation manner. Now, if you're just being funny and you're just throwing and you're being wild, I don't, it doesn't bother me. But when you're having a real conversation with a white person and then you say nigga and then you want to like down talk, it, it, it just makes me upset a little bit. I'm just not going to lie. So I'm a little bit mad at Akon. I'll get over it. If he drops another song, I'm locked up part two. I'll probably be right back on his bandwagon. But as of right now, I'm mad. Fucking in my feelings. I feel like a fan of the Liver King. You guys hear, you guys hear about this nigga, the Liver King? I can't believe he fooled so many people, nigga. Yeah, this motherfucker walking around looking like a Viking, looking like a fucking, you see the, this motherfucker, the liver king, walking around looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger. And, every, and no, I don't take supplements. Come on, fam. Anybody that knows anything about steroids, anything, I didn't say a lot, anything, can look at you and see you're on them shits, bro. And it's okay. Who cares? Nigga, give me some of that shit. Fuck you talking. Like, liver king... He, he took a long approach. Nigga, give me some of that shit. If I can walk around looking like the liver king, here, shoot me in the ass right now. Here, put it, give me the needle. Shit, you're supposed to want to be your best self. That was what I always said with baseball. I didn't have no problem with all the steroids. I said, nigga, why did we stop it? That was some of the funnest time in baseball. You see how boring baseball is now? Baseball fucking boring. You remember when Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Barry Bonds, all them niggas was juiced up? Fucking Roger Clemens up there with the swole neck. Was that Roger Clemens? Not Roger Clemens. Was it Roger Clemens? Might not have been Roger Clemens. I th was it Roger Clemens? I'm thinking, you know the guy I'm thinking about. He got busted and went on court. Like, I love steroids. Be the best, nigga. Performance enhancing. Yes. I want, I want my athletes on PEDs. I want them at their peak performance, nigga. I don't want them having a bad day. Nigga, take a shot in the ass and turn that frown upside down, soldier. You know what I'm talking about? I want my athletes off performance-enhancing drugs. I do. I don't want normal people. I'm a normal person. I hate when I see normal people doing shit. I want to see superheroes out there flying around and shit. <laughs> hey, call, call me what you will. Call me what you will. I got a question, though, before we leave. Um, who are these Cohen family motherfuckers? Can anybody tell me that? C-O-H-E-N. Just follow me. Andy Cohen... He runs CNN, right? He's the gay guy from CNN, but he basically runs it. Like, he runs it, okay? <laughs> Andy Cohen runs CNN. Then you got Lior Cohen. You guys know who Lior Cohen is. He runs YouTube and 300 ENT. 
Then you got Andy, or I'm sorry, we already said Andy Cohen. Then you got, what's the other guy's name? Is it Steve? Steve Cohen? Steve Cohen. Yeah, he owns the Mets. I'm like, that's three Cohens. And this is what Kanye West was talking about and black people when we're talking about this Jewish kind of agenda. Like, that's three Cohens that have a lot of power. God damn. How does that happen? And who is the checks and balance to making sure? I don't know about Tim because he owns a sports team, but as far as the other two guys as the face of the media and the face of music, how come they're not held responsible just like the artists or just like the anchors? That's my question. It seems to me if we're going to wrap up YSL and a criminal RICO investigation, how does Lior Cohen get to skate off out of the door? Like, that's my question that I want to know. How, how does that happen? How does it happen that a person who is supposed to be the parent company is not responsible for what the children do? That's all I want to know. Just a question. Could it be that last name? Could it be that last name? Because I guarantee you, if Lior Cohen, who is, runs YouTube and runs 300ENT, which is the label that YSL is under, and a lot of the drill music, a lot of drill artists are under 300ENT, if Lior Cohen's name was Malik El Shabazz and he was a member of the Nation of Islam, I guarantee they'd find it then. I guarantee they would wrap up old Malik and say, you knew better. You knew these guys were selling dope, so now we're going to tax you too. But that last name, Lior Cohen, he gets to skate out the side door. I'm just asking. I want a little bit of consistency, people. That's all I'm asking for. Ah, what else is on TV? Is fucking um, Snowfall started yet? You guys, did, has Snowfall started yet? I'm watching Your Honor right now. That's what I'm watching. Fucking great, great show on Showtime called Your Honor. The dude from Breaking Bad, I can't remember his real name, from um, Malcolm in the Middle, but most people know him from Breaking Bad, the lead actor, the guy. He has a new show called Your Honor. Great fucking show on Showtime. Check it out. I was born on the South Side, raised on the South Side. I like that shit, too. We watch the South Side, too. Um, I see Chicago's in the building. Question. The sister cop. Everybody follow me. Um, what is it? What's the cop's name? Nightingale? No, what's his name? Oh, my God. You guys know the police officer. Nightingale or something like that. The black officer. The female. Good night. You guys know Officer Good. <laughs> Thank you. Officer Goodnight on Southside. His partner, the woman, right? Am I tripping or did she get like some kind of skin lightening cream or skin lightening procedure done? I'm asking you guys. I see I got people from Chicago in the chat room. Please help me out. When I watched season one of Southside, she was a dark caramel skinned sister. Now the bitch is damn near white. But it was, it's been gradually happening. Like, she was only caramel for like three episodes. Ep episode one, episode two, episode three. After that, the bitch started getting super light and powdery. Am I, am I tripping or am I missing something? I'm asking a question out there. By the season two, the bitch looked biracial. Now we're on season three and she looks whiter than Taylor Swift. Okay. So I just need you. Okay, thank you. Yeah, the bitch is bleaching her skin. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Chicago. Because if Chicago didn't see it or if Chicago was being blind to it, I was going to have to pull your motherfucking coattail. So thank you. Chicago's in the building. Where you from? Where y'all from, too? Don't say Northside. Don't say Buckhead. Don't say Bucktown. I need the real I need real West Side. Thank you. Thank you. South Side. From the South Side. Thank you. From the West Side. Where you from on the South Side? Throw that address. I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. But yeah, I'm like, damn, sis, they got light as hell. And now she's like passing the light-skinned cream shit. She's passing the man-tan cream to the other chicks. Like the big girl on the south side, she's funny than the motherfucker too. The big girl, you know, uh, what's her name? Stacy. The big girl, Stacy. She was a dark-skinned sister, and, and she made it to two seasons. Season one, she was caramel-skinned. Season two, she was still caramel-skinned. But the first episodes of season three... I'm starting to see the bitch get 
Yeah, she's getting a man tan shit. She got a light forehead, she got light cheeks, and she got light elbows. She got them light, yeah, her uh, forearms are super light. Her forearms are light. She still got nigga wrists. She still got nigga elbows. I'm sorry, her elbows ain't got no light. She still got nigga elbows, nigga wrists. She still got nigga chin, but she got that biracial cheek, biracial forehead, and that biracial forearm. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm tripping. I didn't went down a dark hole, but I love the South Side. That's something that I'm definitely watching. I love the South Side. I was raised on the South Side. Everybody stick together like we in line. Uh, yeah, thank you guys out there. I just had to make sure I come back. And also, we had to um, renegotiate the anchor deal. I had to let a couple, I had to let a little bit of time go so we could finish out that anchor deal. Now we just um, signed a new anchor deal. Thank you guys. Thank you. Go ahead and hit the applause for me. Um, we signed a new anchor deal so now we can get back on track. And also, like I said, with the case. So a lot of things um, getting a lot more serious about the brand of making clothes, the Revel wear. Um, spending a lot of more time creating that and um, thinking about dipping my toes into a little bit of film here. Um, thinking about starting to do a couple short films. So um, I'm always going to podcast, guys. I'm always going to be a podcast. I will always be dropping podcasts. But um, just looking for different lucrative streams of income and also different outlets of create creation and different ways to learn. So. But like I said, I will not, um, I don't think I'll ever stop podcasting. So you guys will always have me here to kind of share my thoughts. Um, thank you to everybody that came into the chat room today. Um, this was just one of those quick episodes. I really wanted to get back, talk to the people, touch base, let you know what's going on. We got the, um, we got a couple new uh, interviews coming up that I'll be um, uploading. So yeah, we're going to be at this. Uh, new episodes of Me Against the World. All the things that you see me work at are going to continue to go. I'm just, since I have to do everything, right? Like, that's the thing. When you're talented like I am, and you're super talented like I am, um, you really don't want to waste time wishing, hoping, or trying to coerce people into helping you. You figure it out, you learn it, and you do it yourself, right? And so I was talking with somebody about this and we were talking about um, talent. They were like, where's all the talented people? They're like, man, you used to see so many inspiteful, so many um, motivating um, speakers. Bob Marley, you used to see Tupac, you used to see Malcolm X, Martin Luther King. Um, you've seen a lot of people that were very ultra charismatic people that just happened to maybe sing or they happened to act. Um, a lot of activists were coming along. And somebody's like, what is going on? We're like, we need a new leader. Everybody's so bland when you look across, you can't find a person. And you can't. If you look across the scope, who's a person that is super magnetic and ultra charismatic that is not somehow connected to a dogmatic ideology, right? That doesn't have a old um, or a controlled kind of agenda where you can clearly see, okay, you're pro-woman, you're trying to push homosexuality, okay, you're trying to push men to be beta males, right? You're pushing Black Lives Matter. Where are the human beings at? Where are the, the people that, um, if they were alive in the 60s, we would be listening to clips of them today? Where are those people at? They used to come in the form of artists, people that sang. Um, music used to be one of the greatest vehicles for revolutionaries they would sing these songs and they would captivate the masses and then when they would speak they would speak these highly philosophical words usually from books that they've read or life experiences that they lived or a combination of both but we had these beautiful people that were coming across I don't see that now when I look at comedians when I look at podcasters when I look at um, actors when I look at musicians I don't wait to hear their interviews like, you would think you would wait to hear somebody who's supposed to be the best comedian right now. You would think his interview would be chock full of things that make you just spit out shit, I can't stop laughing, and also think. Can you imagine talking to Dick Gregory? Can you imagine talking to Richard Pryor? Right? But you don't see that now. And that's because stars are no longer being found, they're being made. The powers that be realize that when somebody is 
famous and they have fame, they also have power, whether they know it or not. And when somebody is ultra talented, uh, Tupac, Bob Marley, Bruce Lee, um, anybody that you can pick out, somebody that's super talented at something, Jimi Hendrix, um, they feel ordained and they feel that their power comes from a higher being. It comes from something else that's not on planet Earth. So they're very, very smug and they, f and they flick their nose up at politicians. They're very, very smug and they flick their nose up at record labels. They don't listen to power. They don't follow rules. They don't push agendas. They don't, they don't just go along with the narrative. They're always fighting the system, going against the current because they feel that my talent didn't come from you. You didn't make me, you discovered me. And now the fact that you discovered me is putting money in your pocket. So where I don't understand this control that you think you can have over me. You did not give me my talent. My talent came from somewhere outside of earth. That's who I listen to. I don't listen to you, Mr. President. I don't listen to you, Mr. CEO. I listen to whatever is in my spirit. People in control of Fortune 500 companies hate niggas like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They hate people like that. Why can't, what they would rather do is say, why can't you just shut up, play the role that we need you to play, and just take the money? Why do you feel the need to be like this leader and shit? So now what they realize and what they've learned is, well, we need to stop letting people like Simba Ali and Tupac and the, these ultra talented people, we need to stop letting them through we need to make the people who we want to be famous, right? We need to make them. So because they have mediocre talent, follow me, because we're finding people who don't have talent. Look at mumble rap. Look at the state of comedy. Look at the state of acting. These are all mediocre, talented people. And since in their hearts and souls, they know they don't have a super talent or a super gift from God, they see the networks and they see the companies and the entities that are going to invest and sponsor they see them as gods because when i found you you had no talent i'm the one that inflated your social media numbers i'm the one that put you in this big nice studio and i'm the one that started to put all the bells and whistles on you i'm the one that got you on oprah we're the one that built you into this star. So now that star does not feel ordained like Simba. Simba, you could do the same thing. If somebody was to find my podcast, I would in my heart feel like I'm the one doing it, not you. I'm the one that can speak and be charismatic, funny and witty, sexy, intellectual, wise, all on the cuff, not you. I'm the one that can look like this and get people to follow. I'm the one that can do all of this kind of stuff. But when you have somebody with mediocre talent, they do recognize, no, Def Jam is why people are listening to my song, right? iHeartRadio is why people are playing my record. Instagram and these social media um, inflators that inflate your page. These guys, this machine that I'm now a part of, that is who is to get the credit that normally Simba gives to God. Simba, Tupac, Malcolm X, Bob Marley, all the greats, they, cre they give their credit to God. That's it. But a mediocre, talented person would give that same amount of credit and that same um, idolization and worship. They'll give that to a company. And now they're telling everybody to go along with the agendas and the narratives. Do you see what I'm saying? So. It's going to be hard for us to produce a leader because they've got that perfected now. They're going to make sure that that ultra talented person, they no longer have to assassinate him like they used to do. They would used to just assassinate the person. Now we'll just let him be broke. The world will never hear who the next Malcolm X is. Never hear. We're going to give you Martin Luther King. You'll never. We made that mistake once. We made the mistake of letting people pick and you guys make this Malcolm X guy come out. We had to go create Martin Luther King just to combat Malcolm X. 
or the whole fucking nation would have been, all black people would have been fucking Muslims. So they're learning. We cannot do Tupac with the Thug Life Nation and the Black Panthers. No, we need Jay-Z. And now they got it perfected. So, again, like I told my friend, you better just um, enjoy this life that you have. Though the if you're thinking that a leader's gonna come across, you'll be like, damn, I got to see that guy, right? We thought Barack Obama was that. Oh, the first black president, he has to be, come on now. The first black president, man, he, got, he has to have something to say about slavery and the niggas and everything black people didn't been through. Nigga didn't do a goddamn thing. Nigga didn't do a goddamn thing. Say he opened it up for LGBTQ and immigrants. See what I'm saying? It's over. You think a real black president, you think a real Negro black president, his first name is Leroy, his last name Jenkins, got 400 years of slave shit in this country. His grandfather was a slave, his great-grandfather was a slave, and his great-great-great-great-grandfather was a slave. You think that man, if elected president, is going to get up there talking about LGBTQ and immigrants? Man, you must be crazy. But they know that. So... And that's what I want you guys to be aware of. If you're listening to the North Star podcast, if you're wearing my clothing line, Revel Wear, for the revolutionaries, then your mind has to be open and free to these things. So you, we're not here to change the world. We're just here not to take the medicine. We see the game. We understand. We do what we can do to make sure that we go out on our own terms. That's all it's about. You don't want to, you know, be... Be, be brought along somewhere. You look up, where are we going? Motherfucker, you should have asked that 10 blocks. <laughs> you should have asked that 10 miles ago. You here now. I want people that quickly, before they take a step, excuse me, where are we going? <laughs> where are we going? And who's navigating this thing? <laughs> Asking goddamn questions around this motherfucker. Uh, thank you guys for listening to the North Star Podcast. Like I said, we will be back again. I will be uploading regularly um, on Mondays again. Um, I know this episode is going to go through the roof. Everybody, my inboxes can't take anymore. I can't take any more inboxes where, what, what, when, and how. Here you guys go. I give you guys something for your workday. It's easy. How long does it take you guys to listen to my podcast on a workday? Because I know you can't listen to it all the way through. I know people are fucking with you. You got breaks. You got to stop. What, what is it about an hour podcast? What does that get you on your workday? What does it take you? Like four hours? Yeah, about four hours. Yep. What do you do? Like 30 minutes, stop, 30 minutes, stop, 30 minutes. Yep, see? You got to take me in doses, baby. Take me in doses. Um, Again, do not forget to get that Revelware, you guys. I got some very, very dope designs. Click that link. We got the Space Ages. I love those. We got Today's Mathematics. Um, The original Savoir Fairs. Um, the, the foxy lions are, well, I like the, a lot of people like the foxy lions. Eh, they're all right with me. Um, and I just did the new indigenous Americans. So we got some nice, and like I said, the dopes, that's the next ones you guys will see me rock is the dopes. Difference of opinions that push enlightenment. So click that link, get the gear. Um, oh, <laughs> look at, look at my nigga here said that shit's a hundred dollars. <laughs> My nigga said, your shit's $100. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Everything's $100. Um, if you can't afford it, I totally understand. I market my clothes to drug dealers and the affluent rich people. That's who I market my clothes to. I don't really market it to family and friends. I market my clothes to the drug dealers, the niggas who spend $300 on a belt. Yeah, the niggas who's going to spend $500 on a bottle of champagne. That's who I market my clothes to. What the fuck is $100, right? Fuck $100 here. So don't forget. Yeah, don't, if you can't afford it, don't buy it. Don't buy the gear. Refer it to somebody in your family that sells drugs. Do that. But I also market it to the rich, though, too, is what I'm finding out, too, that a lot of affluent people that um, like to wear things that are different. You know, the, the rich like to stand out. They hate to wear something that everybody or somebody else is wearing. So when you put on a revel wear one the design is going to catch your eye so that's going to make somebody come up to you and say hey where did you get that from rich people love that they love to feel like somebody is in awe of something they have so now they're wearing my shirt somebody comes up and says oh that's a, where did you get that from ah there you go 
So, yeah. Um, I do not market it to the... <laughs> do not... I mean, if you can, I would love... I want all the support, but... See, what I understand, what I understood is you have to set your own price. When you're in a market, you set your own price. Nipsey Hussle dropped a mixtape that was $100. Now, when Nipsey Hussle dropped that Blue Laces mixtape for $100, I didn't buy it because I wasn't a Nipsey Hussle fan. But guess who did? 100,000 people in America. 100,000 people in America bought that nigga's mixtape for $100. I didn't, but just because I didn't, didn't mean somebody did. You see what I'm saying? So my price is my price. This is my artwork, right? This isn't something that I'm, this is art. It's my art that I'm putting on shirts, paintings, Picasso. These things go for money. It's only the Negro that feels like I got to lowball myself or I got to give it away for free or something. Fuck that. I'm building the market. I'm the number one podcaster in Minnesota. Number one, that's not connected to a podcasting network, I must say. Actually, that's not connected to a podcasting network or built and relying on guests. You cannot find a podcaster who does not need guests, who literally uploads audio of himself talking about different subjects for an hour. You know how fucking hard it is to do this shit, to talk about different subjects for an hour? It's very fucking hard not easy speaking of a subject thank you sports i'm sorry i did not do my sports segment what do you guys where are you from tell me what's up what are we talking basketball what's up i'm not too happy with basketball right now it is what it is you know i just i'm not feeling the team i know we got our right team but i'm just not feeling the heart are oh, you talking about football minnesota vikings it is whatever man whatever 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 the fuck ever man i've seen it all okay I know there's a lot of Minnesota Vikings fans that are riding around talking about Skull and not me. Until you've lived, until you've died by a Gary Anderson field goal, don't speak to me. I told you guys, when the Vikings get to the Super Bowl, I'll put my jersey back on because that'll be a place where I ain't, I ain't felt this. I have not felt this in the Super Bowl. But until we get to the Super Bowl, fuck off. <laughs> In the words of the English people, fuck off, man. I don't give a fuck what happens. I don't care, especially with this fucking defense that we have. If we had a top-notch defense with this offense, I probably would, I probably would be talking shit a little bit. Yeah, I know JJ's a, I know Jefferson's a bad motherfucker. I know that. I know all of that information. I've seen it happen. Delvin Cook's a bad motherfucker, too. And we got a lot of bad motherfuckers. Thielen's a bad motherfucker. You know who's not a bad motherfucker? Kirk Cousins. He's an average quarterback. The average fucking stand there in the pocket quarterback. I want a young gun. I no, I don't. No, I'm not a Vikings hater. I told you guys, I am a Vikings supporter. I'm just a closet this year. I'm not on everybody's bandwagon talking about we're one of the top. See, as soon as you start believing the press clippings, that's when it gets you. As soon as we start believing what other people are saying about us, we're gonna get kicked in the ass by fucking Dallas. Or fucking Philadelphia, you're gonna get kicked in the fucking ass. Cause we gonna think we the shit. And we ain't shit. We got a horrible defense. The defense suck monkey cock, sucks dick. And so I don't wanna hear shit. Super Bowl. Super Bowl don't matter. You don't have to have a good defense. You just have to have an okay defense. And if your defense got you to the Super Bowl, that means it's alright. You know what I'm saying? If you look up and you're in the Super Bowl, you got an okay defense. I don't give a fuck what your ranking is. I don't care none of that shit. If you get to the Super Bowl, the two teams in the Super Bowl have the number one and the two best defense. So fuck it. But until that, I'm not, man, please, man. I'm not going to get my heart broke in the first round of the playoffs. We get knocked out 42 to 12 by fucking Philadelphia. And all that shit goes. All the games with the Colts and all the last second wins and all the leading the divisions and all of that shit goes right out the fucking window. I want a goddamn Super Bowl. I want to parade. The twins did it. Fuck it. So, no. I'm a, I'm a proud Vikings fan. I'm not a Vikings hater, but I'm not going along with this fucking pom-pom shit because of some regular season shit. I've seen the Vikings have great regular season. Do you know who the fuck I am? This is Simba Ali, motherfucker. Chris Carter, Purple Rain. Chris Carter, Jake Reed, Randy Moss. I've seen great regular seasons, okay, jack off? Okay, fuck boy? Don't come into my fucking chat room talking about Oh, we're having a great season. Stop hating. Go suck your mama's sour pussy, bitch. Fuck you talking about. 
I've seen us, nigga. Jake Reed, Chris Carter, Dante Culpepper, Randy Moss, Robert Smith, nigga. And we had a defense, nigga. John Randall, Chris Hovind, nigga. Nigga, shut up. Nigga, I've seen it all. So don't come to me talking about regular season accolades. Fuck the regular season. You know who's supposed to get happy over regular season accolades? The Bengals. Right. They got a good, they're supposed to be, when, I, when you hear people saying, oh, we're kicking ass, because they're the fucking Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals, for the last 12 years until they got their quarterback, Burroughs, and until they got their fucking wide receiver and their game in order, they've been 8-8. Eight and eight. The Bengals under Marvin Lewis, 8-8 eight and eight for 18 years, nigga. The Cincinnati Bengals have went 8-8 eight and eight for the last 10 years before they got their lineup they got now. So... They have the right to say, ooh, we're good. Regular season victories mean something. Ooh, yeah, not us. Nigga, the Vikings are the first. <sighs> now I'm getting mad. Now I'm getting depressed. The Minnesota Vikings are the first football team. The first football team in history. Green Bay Packers, I think it was like Dallas Cowboys. We were one of them. We were one of the first teams. We ain't got shit, okay? So don't come to me talking like that, man. Keep your motherfucking ass. You, are you a new Vikings fan? Did you just move here? You must have moved here when the riots happened. I know a lot of displaced, fuck, we got a lot of displaced Minnesota um, people because y'all all came to start riots. When George Floyd got killed, y'all all came and burned our city up. And you motherfuckers stayed here. And now you niggas is fucking delusional ass Vikings fans. You guys been here two years and you're delusional. Any real Vikings fan doesn't give a fuck right now. Now, I'm not going to lie, because I'm not, I'm not a, a, a playoff victory. Now we're talking. You give me a playoff victory, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to put the jersey on, but I'll take it out the closet. Did you guys hear me? If the Minnesota Vikings get one playoff victory, I take my jersey out and I bring it out. I don't put it on, because like I said, been here, but that means something. But don't give me regular season. Did you see what we did against the... Man, meh. Because you're going to fuck around and let this boy Aaron Rodgers squeak in here. Look at, <laughs> look at Green. Look at the West. Look at the chair. Fuck you, cheeseheads. Hey, yeah, fuck all you cheeseheads, you motherfucker. This dude Aaron Rodgers is about to squeeze into the playoffs, and then he's going to win it. You do not let people like Aaron Rodgers get into the playoffs. So anyways, but it's pretty much wide open. That's not really wide. What do we got? Philadelphia is obviously... Um, of course, Patrick Mahomes. But people are talking about us like we're one of them teams, like the obvious team. Shut the fuck up with that shit. Don't ever put us in the obvious teams. Patrick Mahomes has <laughs> Patrick Mahomes has a Super Bowl in the last five years. We don't have a Super Bowl at all. The Philadelphia Eagles have won a Super Bowl in the last five years. We haven't won a Super Bowl at all. So don't put us in that basket. We're in the Dallas Cowboy. We ain't even in the Dallas Cowboy basket because they had multiple Super Bowls. They ain't had them since color televisions have been a thing, right? Since we went from radio to television, Dallas hasn't won shit, but they still have. <laughs> of course, nigga, I know football. I remember Jimmy Johnson and Michael Irvin. I'm just saying it's been a minute, man. I'm just saying, of course, I know fucking Jimmy Johnson, uh, Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin, playmaker. Come on, man. Yes, I know about in the 90s. I'm just saying it's been a minute for you guys. But nonetheless, they have one. We don't have one. So I don't want I don't want to be in none of those guys. But uh Simba, do you watch World Cup? No, I don't watch fucking soccer. I don't watch soccer. No, no, no. I, I watch man sports. Hockey because the players have a right to fight. So I watch hockey. Fucking watch and I, I just love basketball cuz it's the sweet science. But no, I don't watch fucking that ain't even a fucking sport, soccer. Fuck out of here, man. You see how big them fucking nets is? Look how big the nets is in soccer. Them scores should be a little bit higher than 1-0, 0-1, 2-2. Big as them nets is, man, they should, them scores should be like 15 to 20. You only can score one time on them big-ass nets? I don't know, man. <laughs> That's the American in me. <laughs> That's the American in me. I'm fucking football is gridiron, man. Don't that... It's called football. Listen, uh, bro, where are you from? Uh, what's your name? What is your name? Daniel, Daniel, Danielson. Where the fuck are you from? In America, we don't call it football. We call it soccer. We got one sport, football, 
and that's gridiron, baby. You'll never hear any American. That's how you know. Listen, let me tell you something. I'm glad we're talking about this. You know how to know how America is losing when you start hearing Americans refer to soccer as football. That's when you know we're losing the old red, white, blue, and the stars and the stripes. When you start hearing America say, yeah, football. Man, that's soccer, man. That's soccer. It's fucking soccer. It's not football. Fuck out of here, man. We play football. <laughs> it's fucking soccer, man. I don't care for you. If you get mad, you just get mad. Mess. What happened? Who won? Argentina or whatever? <laughs> oh, good job. I don't give a fuck if America ain't in it. I don't, what the fuck would I watch it for? You, you think in other countries they watch sports that we dominate in? No. They watch sports that they do good in. Right? So America ain't doing good. Fuck it. I don't want to watch it. I don't want to watch my team lose. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't, no. I'm, I'm not trying to be, no, no disrespect. It's shouts out to the football fans, man. Shouts out. You know, big shout out to the football fans. Great job, World Cup. It was more talked about this year than I can, any year I can remember. That's one thing that's for sure. I can't remember the World Cup and FIFA and football being such a big thing or soccer. I can't remember, but it is now. So shouts out to you guys. I hope you do good. My son plays, he wants to play soccer. I don't have nothing against it. I just want to know why the scores aren't higher with them big ass nets. That's all I'm asking. Scores should be like 10 to 15, you know what I'm saying? Like once? Nigga, fuck you doing? Uh, yeah, shout out to everybody out there. Thank you guys. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Click the link. Click the link and get the gear. And if you really want the gear, you guys listen, if you really, really want the gear, click the link. Um, DM me in the personal message. I'll give you the, um, the discount code. I'll knock 20% off, right? I'll send out discount codes for y'all, for those who really want the gear. Like if you really want it and $100 is just too much and you can't, because if you look online, you ain't going to get a hoodie. I mean, these are champion hoodies. These aren't cheap-ass fucking Hanes hoodies, okay? I told you guys, my first Savoir Fair sweater that I made, I still wear it. And the motherfucker is, I've washed it, I've rinsed it, I've dried it, I've took it to cabins, I've jumped in the lake in it, I've rolled around by the fire. The motherfucker still looks brand new. So if you're not willing to part with $80 for a wonderful premium blend piece of clothing I don't know what to tell you but if you do want it and a hundred dollars is just a little bit too steep for your pocket since it's Christmas send me a direct message and I'll send you over a little uh, discount code that'll knock 20% off but that's only that's only for this week after this week I'm taking the discount taking that offer off the table from right now till Friday if anybody wants anything, you want a hat, you want a sweater, you want the uh, bottoms, I just made the bottoms, um, DM me, I'll give you the discount code, and that knocks 20% off. There, there's Christmas, all right? Ha, 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 motherfuckers. Um, I hope everybody out there had a happy Christmas, a great Thanksgiving. I hope you have a happy New Year. Um, I, tell, I told the creator, I don't want anything for Christmas. I don't want a goddamn thing for Christmas. I just want everything for the new year to work out the way it's supposed to you feel me i want everything for my new year to go just how it's supposed to go i'll be just fine um y'all rocking with the north star podcast tnsp don't forget common sense is the best form of currency because it can be spent anywhere um i'll holler at y'all next time i'm out